back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. Myself, Jake Bakovin from inside the Ticket Studio. And Strick joining us now uh, over the phone. So he might sound a little bit different. You won't see him on the Sarda Heyman Jewelers video stream. Uh, but he's still here. Strick, you, are you, I, I believe you're still there. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. All Can right. you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Good to hear you. And uh, we can continue our show as, as we go on. And we will get into uh, Trey Palmer. Uh, maybe could rescue the special teams unit, a la DPE, from back in the day. We'll talk on that here in a second. But I did want to get to a question uh, that I saw in Twitter that I was that I thought was kind of funny. Uh, are you you're pretty familiar with with Batman, Strick, and, and Gotham and all that? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, a, a question that's going around uh, around Twitter here: if 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 you could b- rent a, a bed or an apartment there in Gotham for three hundred dollars. Uh, for a three-bedroom apartment, so you know, obviously very cheap, but you know how Gotham is. There's, you know, there's like Riddlers and uh, and Jokers and and Two Faces and all that, and lots of crime all together. Uh, would you still do it in in the modern day? Would you try to save some money and live in Gotham for maybe a year? Negative. No, no, yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going. I'm. Hey, Buck, have you ever seen Green Acre? Oh, I haven't looked that up. I feel like I have. You're not a little seen too that. young, Bach. You're yeah. a little too young. It's okay. You 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 haven't you haven't seen Green. That's where I'm going. I'm going to Green Acres. <laughs> What's the setup there? There's a there's is is out in the middle of nowhere. There's a lot of land. There's some farms, some uh, some some hay, and some uh, some horses. And I'm going out somewhere like that. How about that? <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. That ma- that makes a, a little bit more sense. Uh, I just thought it was funny. I'm a big Batman fan, um, so I don't think I'd take my family to Gotham. But if I could spend uh, a year there, I think I would maybe save some money. You, you you would jump in the mix, huh? Yeah, you, you, I would. You, you want that smoke? Okay. Yeah, I might go be one of like uh, uh, Two Faces henchmen or something. Maybe if I if I join one of the bad guys, uh, then I don't have to worry about only Batman and Batman. He he can sure beat you up, but at least he doesn't uh, kill people. So he'll just tie me up or something if I get in trouble, and uh, you know I can I can survive at least that way. Ask the starter Heyman text line box. <laughs> Ask the starter Heyman text line text line. If you were going to be in Gotham, which uh, which faction would you be on, and who would you like to work under? I think I'd want to work under the Penguin. Oh yeah, yeah. You might have to dress up. Does he make them dress up kind of funny? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you might have to dress up. I'm a little rolling bit. with the penguin, but the penguin's not a bad idea. He he's got things going. I always uh always lean toward uh the scarecrow. Seems pretty smart. Uh, he usually attacks you with like poison and stuff. And uh, since I'm not very big, I might have to I might have to go along with somebody that's more uh going to attack you with his his mind tricks and his poison and stuff rather than uh you know brute force. Well, hey, but you know, you know the ladies sometimes have a, a little. Uh, they they can get you places that that the men can't, and uh, poison ivy might be able to get you in in the door and get you close to to the enemies and handle business a little bit different because she's kind of sexy. 
Yeah, that's she true. She's kind of fine, so she might, you know, get you close and get you, you know, get you where you need to be in order to handle your business. Hey, if I was single, maybe I'd choose, uh, maybe I'd choose Poison Ivy or, or Harley Quinn or one of those. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm there for business right now. So, uh, you know, as a married man, I better make that choice. Uh, let's. <laughs> we're having fun here in our, uh, in our. Uh, rundown of whether we would live in gotham or not uh save some money on some rent you could just stay inside uh you know that, that wouldn't be too bad and just kind of check out always the news. that'd always be fun <laughs> <laughs> that's always an option box yeah stay inside. although you know somebody's <laughs> always up to like you know blowing up the city or you know doing something so it might not help you out too much but at least uh you'd stay a little bit more safe in my mind uh, someone that, uh, that that Nebraska needs a Batman on special teams, and Trey Palmer figures like he might be that guy. He had a kick return and a punt return for touchdown at LSU, and uh, that was a, a big part of why he's getting kind of hyped up here. Now, obviously, his speed and, and, and what he's able to do in the wide receiver position is going to help out considerably as well and, and looks to be, um, you know, at least the favorite probably to be the leading receiver for Nebraska this year. Uh, but that special teams thing should not be overlooked. That's uh, something that Nebraska really struggled in last year, uh, actually only averaging 2.7 yards per return uh, for punt. That is equivalent to uh, a guy catching the ball and falling forward. That's about what Nebraska averaged last year. And, and if they did that, that was considered a good punt return basically for Nebraska. Um he will bring a little bit something different to that. If you remember back in 2013, Nebraska was going through something similar. They actually averaged three yards per punt in 2013. They brought in a guy named DeMorne Pearsonell from the high school ranks. We had him on our airwaves, and he said, don't kick to me. He warned the Big Ten, or, you know, don't kick to me. And they did, and he ended up having three returns for touchdowns, averaging 15.9 yards per poor return uh, for Nebraska and just a dynamic thing. Now, it didn't, unfortunately, if you remember for DP's career, it didn't last too much belong 2014. He looked like he was going to be that, you know, special teams ace, uh, maybe going into the future, uh, but uh, it, it didn't quite last as long. But that 2014 year was sure special. And now you got yeah. Trey Palmer. Uh, I mean, he's got goals of getting 10 returns for a touchdown, which will probably be a record. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'll take one. I'll take two. I'll take three. Just some sort of positive momentum in in the uh, in the in the kick return game that's really been missing and been a hindrance for Nebraska and that's what I like to hear from Bill Bush whether it was with the media rounds he made or again head to the ticketfm.com or wherever you get your your, your ticket uh uh, uh stuff because i mean we've got it on facebook twitter twitch whatever um uh, our app whatever you wherever you go to get it go and listen to bill bush's interview today uh, of course the new special teams coordinator for nebraska with the captain with Rashawn earlier uh it was very very cool i mean but they're they're not taking the approach of like we've got special teams uh that's poor and we just want to get it to average we just need to get it back to uh, a place where it's not hurting us they want to be the difference they want to make special teams great not just average and and that's that's you know that that's that's some of the best news you could hear, especially with Trey Palmer having that confidence returning kicks. Yeah, I mean that's one of the things that Bill Bush talked about. You know, as far as the mentality uh, that he is pushing out for them. You know, he he spoke and he quoted that uh, for those guys on the special teams, it's always a fourth down. Every time that they get on the field, it's always a fourth down. So with that in mind, the only play on fourth downs that they have is basically to throw an incomplete pass, uh, you know, or to, 
turn the ball over, right? So in his emphasis of the importance of possessing the ball and taking care of the ball, you know, that every punt and every kickoff, there's going to be two signals, he said, by the referee. It's either going to be a touchdown for Nebraska. That's, that's a tremendous opportunity. You have two options. It's either going to be a touchdown or a first down. But either way, it's possessing the ball and it's creating opportunities for that offense to not only score or we're going to score. So he's basically saying if you're not blocking, if you're not, if you're not in your lanes, if you're not handling your business and your assignments, then you're not going to play for him. So that's, that's something to be able to push out for those kids. And, and you're right. I mean, uh, you know, DeMorgan was, was a phenomenal his first year. And that's what I'm hoping that we don't have a problem. I mean, obviously, Trey doesn't have as many years uh, to be with us. But I'm hoping that the impact he makes is very similar. I'm hoping, ultimately, that even if he crosses over to the next level, I think his diversity in all aspects of the game can always make an impact in some form or fashion. I, I think he's probably going to be best out of the slot, but he can play both on the outside and the inside, and that gives him an opportunity to move him around and to be effective in so many different ways. Uh, they want to probably use him better than, than they use. I bet they learned a tremendous uh, lesson with Rondale Robinson and how they could have used him. And if I'm their staff, I'm looking at Kentucky tapes and trying to figure out how to move my guy around, my best guy. But the best thing that I heard, Bach, is when I had a conversation in, in the meeting with Mickey Joseph, and this isn't anything strategic that he spoke to me, but what he did tell me is, Strick, he looked me dead in my face, and we have, we have a relationship that he can do that part. And he said, Strick, when you see that kid right there, he was sitting up on top. He said, when you see that kid right there, you're going to be like, whoa. Hmm. They'd be like, whoa, he's, he's that. He's all of that. I said, really? Man, stop capping. I'm like, you know, you, you, are you just, you know, you just saying it? He didn't say it in his earshot of him so as to make him feel good. He said it to me outside and, and, and by myself. That's how he feels about that young man and, the, and, and his skill set and what he can do. Well, and it's it's just a, a, an influx of a lot of different talent. Obviously, he's kind of the main piece there at wide receiver, but there's plenty more just in that room. Uh, and then, again, as it translates to special teams, uh, they, they, they've talked about Anthony Grant, uh, who could be in the spot, you know, maybe to be your starting uh, kick returner, could be your starting running back as well, but they want to get the best guys in those positions, and it sounds like that's going to be a mix of starters and, you know, backups that are, that are kind of working on specializing in what they do there on special teams, whether that be the gunner, you know, blocking punts, uh, running downfield, you know, whatever it is. uh, So, you know, they don't have the wedge as much anymore, but kind of being the guy to to, to take on some some blocks, whatever it is, um, they got some guys that are going to specialize in that. What do you think about that mix of starters and, and, and backups, which which would you like to see? Because obviously starters, you know, they, they're kind of foot more football savvy. They're at that point in their career. Um, and, you know, they, they've, they've got the, probably the most talent on the team. At the same time, we've seen guys in the, you know, walk-ons or young players um, really be dynamic special teams players because they focus, you know, more on that than diving deep in the playbook as they're, you know, somewhere third, fourth on the depth chart. Oh. Uh. I mean, yeah, that is interesting, man. That is an interesting dynamic. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't know how I, I view it. I just think that everybody's going to be looking and punching up, trying to do the best they can to 
make an impact and put yourselves in a position to be able to uh, break through. You know, that's the way I see it. And uh, I'm hoping that they have, uh, you know, just a great year, especially in those positions. Yeah, I mean, you got to imagine even just last year, special teams, Frost Mission himself, you know, cost him two games, probably cost him more, um, and, and could flip that, you know, flip that whole thing around pretty quickly. Uh, and, I mean, again, if it goes if, – even if it's just going from not hurting you to being okay, I mean, they probably win those two games. But if you can add the dynamic of returning punts, getting a block here and there, um, you know, changing the dynamic of a game – positively for you um that would be a breath of fresh air for nebraska fans and uh it i, I mean I'm, I'm trying to buy in i believe you know some of these guys are, are dynamic athletes that can kind of change what we've seen before the problem is i did hear there was an emphasis on special teams going into last year so you kind of you know i i don't i just don't want to be tricked again but this time again uh with three palmer and anthony grant maybe some different players in the mix here obviously uh brian bruschini and timmy bleak road as far as your your kicking and, and punting specialists um it's it's a whole no group of guys so i mean and they did that i mean the last year we heard scotch frost or coach frost kind of say you know it might be a specialist problem you know meaning the guys in that position well they went out and, and regardless of uh, of whether these guys work out or not and they don't always work out um they did address that problem in the transfer portal um looking to be you know it looks like it might be all the positions the kick returner the punt returner the kicker and the punter um and again i don't know if you expect to get a hundred percent hit rate out of that but you know three out of four would, would would even do quite a bit of a big job as far as kind of changing field position um taking stress off your 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 offense altogether if you can you know rely on three points once you get back to the 25 yard line play less you know worrying about getting to the end zone if you're going to be able to cash in um i just can't wait and it feels like there is momentum at least in that area so that'll be fun to watch closely as we get into it uh let's take a quick break here and uh, round things out on the block uh Something interesting. Uh, one of the most interesting documentaries I think that it's possibly going to be out there is coming. It is a Manti Teo documentary about his senior year there at Notre Dame. We'll talk about that next here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> <laughs> 